there is no standard other than the one that I want to set for myself. And I can change that standard. I can raise that standard. I can always just create my own destiny. Um, is so essential, I think, especially when you're a founder. Money coming, money go. I've been at it. I've been at it on a low. Trapping out a while. I keep seeing the leaders doing as we talking plans and maybe seeing you. Pull up on you, let me school. Nobody here but me and you. Got a little ring to it, turn a thing fluid in the cool. Why you look, I know it's real. I'm on my machine. I've been really getting a feel. You know why I'm here. Don't act like you know how I feel. But let me Welcome tell you to what another episode of the Do Me a Favor podcast. Joining me this week is founder, CEO, speaker, wellness advocate, Brianna Thompson. Bree is the founder of Spike Spin, a boutique and revolutionary cycling company formed in 2016 that you might have to fact check me on this, but um, that currently has ridership of over 4,000 people. As a more recent mom, she also co-hosts the True Rules podcast that focuses on motherhood and supports, as she puts it, the not-so-perfect woman and mom. Bree and Spike have been featured on The Undefeated, The Cut, Her Agenda, and many other outlets and platforms. And this is, again, something I read, her ultimate goal is to change the state of health and wellness for the majority, diversifying the wellness space, not only in terms of race, culture, and body types, but socioeconomic backgrounds as well. Uh, A little background, Brie and I, we both were co-workers for a couple years at Horizon Media, where we never actually worked together, but we bonded through mutual friends and a love of what I would call hip hop, and I would say Jay-Z in particular. Uh, Brie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ben. I think everything you said was perfect. And I probably need you to send me that consolidated bio because that was perfect. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. I, last one I did, like I said a couple of things and someone was like, no, that, that wasn't right. So glad I nailed it. <laughs> cool. So as I mentioned, uh, we were chatting before, but you're you're much more experienced on these. So if um, it starts to flounder, I'm going to count on you to, to pick it up. So just so you know, no, pr- no pressure. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, the first couple of these that I've done have been people I'm like, you know, fairly close with and, and you know, still see a, a decent amount in, in person and we haven't in a while. So yeah, um, not only to catch up, but, um, you know, to kind of hear where you're at and, and hear more about your personal journey. So I'm excited. Me too. I think one, like it's going to be good because we still have familiarity and two, I'm just like regular so it'll just be normal like I think that I can keep this as casual and conversational as possible I always think about it from a listener's perspective like they don't want us to be too highbrow or boring so we'll try to keep it keep keep it cool let's do it I'm I'm down let's do it okay so first question first and foremost how can I get some favors into spike spin oh my god I so I've I've wanted to have favor and spikes been and I was like they're probably too big for us like we probably can't even do it no, not even <laughs> so close. I've never asked um not even close no we can chat about that offline and we can that's like a very easy thing to do for okay. us so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm most I'm mostly kidding I'm mostly kidding but yeah we should definitely chat we're definitely not too big oh, so I, I, I would love to chat about it because especially like the turmeric one I drink like um golden milk every day and a lot of people that follow me now are like obsessed with the benefits of it. And each of your different, um, I guess, flavors, no pun, um, are a huge part of just 
my lifestyle anyway. So I think it'll be a really organic fit. Um, I'd love to think about how we might be able to have a, at least a test run in the studio and see how they do. I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's definitely talk about that. Um, okay. But no, I want to ask you questions about you. This isn't about me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so again, we worked together at Horizon, I guess at this point for me, like seven plus years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, so the journey from there, like, again, we follow each other on social media. We, we kind of communicate that way, but, um, if you could kind of get into without, you know, getting too much in the weeds, like, why did you start your business? So actually coming from the industry, I, what I, first things first, I loved what we were doing. Like, I love the agency life. I love looking for clients. Um, I specifically worked in digital. And so I had a lot of access and exposure to very cool companies and tech products. Um, But anyway, in working in that industry, I was able to go to a lot of different outings, we call them, where brands would take us to like lunches, dinners, mani, patties, um, shopping sprees, and boutique fitness experiences. And I loved that. But one thing that I didn't love was that every boutique fitness experience kind of had the same type of people, which was, you know, in shape, wealthy, white. Um, and I would always think about it like, damn, if I didn't work at this company, I probably would never have known about this or I wouldn't have exposure to this. Something that's so commonplace for us. Like Mm -hmm. we literally did it like daily. Um, I knew that people where I'm from or who didn't have this career or weren't a part of this, like part of New York circle didn't have the exposure. And that was like the impetus for me to say, like, I want to do something to bridge those gaps, bridge that gap. Gotcha. So yeah, so it started with you, obviously. When did you realize, like, again, it's probably something from like outside of that world of Horizon, but like, when did you realize this isn't just me? Like, it's a lot more people, like the product market. So I started up, yeah, no, I started as just like doing a pop-up and it was only my friends. And then as I continued the pop-up, it started to shift and the community was no longer my friends. Like the same way you're saying, okay, my first few podcast episodes were like my BFFs and then it's like me. And then the next thing you know, you're talking to complete strangers. That's kind of how it happened. And then as I would talk to people, I would realize like, okay, there's so many points of difference that we all encounter. Like for me, it was being the only like black woman in the room. For another person, it's like having this body type. For another person, it's having a different socioeconomic background. So there are all these variables that make people Mm -hmm. feel out of place in a fitness environment, which I'm like, this is a space where everyone, if anywhere else should feel like the most welcome and everyone's kind of in here to better themselves. So I did not like the hierarchy and like the structure of it. Yeah. I've done them. Yeah. I mean, we're in that same, that same world taking client. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the client side of it too. And it's, yep. It's very much one way. So I definitely, yes. I definitely feel you in the music. I have a couple of questions on music. I know that was a big part of it as well. Yes. Music is like what grounds the brand because I think that it's the most universal thing. Like hip hop music, you and I bonded, drinking coffees, talking about, like you said, like Jay-Z with Mike in, in the common area of Horizon. And it's like, it's something that we can all relate to no matter where you're from, no matter what you do. I think music is, like I said, that universal medium. And that's why it was like the perfect entry point so that people don't get lost. And like, well, is it only for black people? Is it only for white people? Is it only for skinny people? It's like, if you want to work out and you enjoy this type of 
environment and you can you you like this like energy then it's Mm -hmm. for you if you don't want to just feel like put into this box then it's for you and so I think that's why when we first launched we leaned more into the music when I was still figuring out like how do we want to position ourselves in the market gotcha yeah yeah I read that and again I have like a couple more I want to dive into the music because yeah I I love music but um yeah, I read that like it started, it started with music, like that was at the core of it. So yes, super cool. So um, I also read, was it like three years from the launch of the pop-ups, like somewhere around that time that you opened the studio? Yep. So we started um, 2016 was May 2016 was my first pop-up. And then November 2019 was the day that we opened the bed studio. And it was an incredible journey. Like I got to do some very cool things related to music mostly too. Like that was a huge part of how I was able to like go to the West coast and do a pop-up. Like we did this really cool experience with Ciroc, um, where we like, from what we were talking about earlier, yeah. we were showing like ride and chill. So we worked out and then we had like light bites and cocktails. And so, yeah, three year journey was, incredible and it, it's still happening like that's the thing about business that I love yes I, yes I have these goals that I'll feel like okay I made it but mm-hmm. in the meantime it's very fun and hard and heartbreaking to kind of like navigate this world yeah kind of have to appreciate that while it's happening right yes the struggles um yes. yeah that's something <laughs> and like kind of looking back and like taking inventory of like a lot of times in the moment, it doesn't seem like you're always making as much progress as you are. As you are. So yeah, that's something I know I talked to like my brother who has a business about like, you kind of have to take uh, inventory every couple months and be like, all right, we're, we're making progress, even though in the yeah. moment it might not necessarily seem like that. Yeah. In the moment, everything feels so finite and like, I feel like you should be doing more. Right? Yes. Right. You yeah. always feel like you should be doing more, which is why I love having these conversations, especially when they're just casual like this, where it forces me to like take record of the things that we've done over the past few years. And I'm like, okay, like maybe what, maybe it, it definitely is difficult. Like I never want to understate that, but like, you're right. When you're forced to sit in things, you realize like, okay, life is not as bad it's just you always want to go to the next level as a business owner so yeah. it's it's the constant battle it's like a weird dynamic of patience like you need to have it but like you gotta create urgency at the same time it's a so. toxic relationship honestly it's yeah. like it's like you're always in this like I'm doing really well but I need to be going more and you're never truly satisfied it's like as soon as I get a win I'm already chasing the next one I'm already like well what am I gonna do next how can I you know, use this moment to make this next moment. And so mm-hmm. what it does is it puts me kind of in a weird mental cycle of like, I'm always, I'm always in a space of gratitude because I realize all of it is blessings. Like I, I take it all as like, wow, I'm so lucky I get to live this life. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I have responsibility to maximize these opportunities. So that's always where I am. Like, thank you so much, but I have to exploit this because it was given to me to make it as big as it can be. Yep. And how can I leverage that to the next, the next phase? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't miss so many things in life are because you missed that moment. And so I'm yeah. always like, I can't miss this, like this time. That segues perfectly. So I, my next question is actually like, how much of a role did, do you think timing played 
in not only like the jump to start spike, but like the success and also like in your personal life. Cause like, I know for me personally, um, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to like start something. And that was probably a couple of years, even prior to, to starting favor, but like personal timing, it's like, it needs to be the right time for you and also like the market. So yeah, yes, if you could speak on that. So honestly, I feel like we started at a great time because what happened is okay, from a personal perspective, I was working in a, in a job that I had left Horizon. I was still in the industry, but I had a lot of time. Like I was doing my job kind of with my eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And so when I started dabbling, like I said, in the pop-up, it wasn't to, I didn't have this mindset that like I was going to start a business. I was just like, oh, I have this free time. I'm already taking spin class like a like a crazy person like I'm already working out like a crazy person so I just got the certification and started teaching not spike just like teaching in the city um as like something to do and so it started weighing on me like you need to do this like the more that I was teaching other people and they consistently were the market and the demographic that I'm saying like look the same they were kind of the same like really cute um in shape white women who were just like, Oh, this is just what I'm doing with my spare time. And I'm like, this is great. But like people who need it never get the access to it. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of the issue. And so, um, I think my life aligned perfectly, like with the timing, like the Mm -hmm. way that it evolved, I did not plan it. So I can't take credit for it, but I will say like, you're so right about there being this alignment because I didn't have to force it it allowed a lot of it to come organically. Like I wasn't under this pressure of like, I have to make this money or I have to raise this because I had a career and I had made a salary and I was doing well for myself. And so I was able to feel it out and understand like what the business was, what the business should be, what I wanted it to be. And that's why I was saying like some of the language that we used in 2016, we don't use anymore. Some of the things that I did in 2016, we don't do anymore because it was Mm -hmm. really learning in real time to create something that I had no idea I was creating. I was just putting one foot in front of the other every day. Now, in terms of market, I think we were kind of ahead of the market because right now, after the murder of like George Floyd and all this political unrest, um, a lot of people are focusing on communities of color and we were doing it before. So it made it cool to say like, you know, I saw the value in what's in, in this community prior to this craziness that happened and like all of these things like the pandemic like the past few years have just been nuts (laughs) um and so I think trying to start something in the midst would have been really difficult even like we were closed for a year and a half because of the pandemic like yeah I think again the alignment of the timing was divine it was not planned to be like that it just it's been happening really perfectly so you're you're taking advantage yeah (laughs) and I'm taking advantage and that's what a smart founder does like you take advantage of the moment and you get better recognizing that it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, mo- the, the moment is the moment yeah mm-hmm. cool so you talked about like learning and continually learning was there a moment in particular like a time period that you re- uh kind of came to the realization that this is like a real company like this is we're not just doing you know pop-ups uh, i assume it was probably before even the studio opened but like yeah right, like this yeah, is it was definitely before it was like when i mentioned that we were starting to have clients who i didn't know yeah um so 
for those three years, I taught every single class. I would teach classes before going into work. I would teach classes after work. I would teach classes on the weekend. I would fly wherever to do the pop-ups. It was literally like a one-woman show. I was doing Mm -hmm. the social media. I was making a website. And when I started to realize, like, I don't know any of these people in this community, like, this has now, like, these rooms are full, these classes are booked, people are reaching out to me from, like, brands and, like, different publications. I was like, okay, this is not, this is no longer, like, a side project. When I started having to turn down really cool things for work, and then, like, turn down really big money for work was when Mm -hmm. I was really, like, okay what's going on and like are you ready to step out on fear and faith and like step out of fear on faith and just do it and I did and so it it wasn't it wasn't like one moment that I can point to it was kind of like a compilation of just like little things kept adding up and I'm like Rihanna just just take the cue and do it but like the type a want insurance, want stability, want salary part of me, which is a huge part of me was like, no, not yet, not yet. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to sink or swim. I have a great skill set. I could, I think I can always get a job not going yeah. if I need it, but I hope I never have to again. So. Yeah. So you jumped. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, I love it. You're mentioning like people you didn't know coming in. That's kind of like analogous to like every time, even still, like we see, you know, someone, place in order who's not my, one of my close friends or my parents like it's it's a good feeling we're doing <laughs> yes. pop, yeah we're doing pop-ups and people are like yeah I've, I've had this before it's it's something that is still I would say more new for us but it's it's a really good feeling it never goes away like I was yeah. I had an Instagram live last night and I was talking about like there are people who work in my studio that I don't know like their operations where they get hired and vetted and like onboarded without me mm-hmm. and and just the fact that people apply to work at my company is very humbling. And it's very exciting every single time because, again, when you're in the weeds and you're doing it, sometimes you're like, am I doing enough? Does this matter? Do people mm-hmm. care? And, like, for me, I find value and validation in those very small moments. Like you said, like, if someone mentions spikes, and they're like, even if they've never been, but they're like, oh, I heard of that. Or, like, oh, that's in Brooklyn, right? It's like, I still yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Because cool. it's. it's it's just like, we're still very much in the beginning. And when I think about my, my big goal, I'm like, wow, if we're, if we've been able to do this with so little, so quickly, like I can only imagine what we have in store. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. Uh, so you just talked about the team and I had a question on that. So I saw you wrote something, I think today, actually on Instagram about like how you approach team or something. <laughs> I think the quote was, we are people first. That's a cool quote. I like it. Can you elaborate on that? Um, and then like in general, I just want to kind of hear as like a follow-up, like what you look for and people that you bring on board. Yeah. I think people first company, like brands say all the time, right? Like that's not disruptive or innovative. It's just something that brands say, but when we are hiring and looking for talent, that is literally what I lead with because we are a wellness company. Like I mentioned in the beginning, I hate this notion that there's this like hierarchy when you come into a gym um we literally deal with people we're we're one-to-one with real human interaction and so I have to put an emphasis on understanding that people are so layered um they're not just you know the one thing that you see them as like yes you're Ben but 
and you are the founder of Favor, but you also mentioned you have a brother and parents and close friends. And like, they're all that you worked at in media before you like, there are all mm-hmm. these layers to you that give you this, you know, all of these, that make you, make you a person. Um, and so same thing for us when I, when I'm training and hiring people, I want them to understand the nuance of, of the being that is going to come into the room, not just mm-hmm. look at them as like, Oh, you're just here to work out for 45 minutes, but consider all the things that you need to work out in that 45 minutes, which starts here inside wow. and then just moves through the body. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. How long is that? Is that a lengthy onboarding process? Like, yeah, our, our onboarding is pretty lengthy, especially for the instructors, mainly because what I'm realizing is, especially with experienced instructors, they come with a certain style and they come with a certain perspective that we have to kind of like get out of them. So they come, they do the things that they've seen at other places, which is okay. Um, when they're at those other places, it's not okay when they can work. And so we have to really, um, create an environment where they feel at where my team feels confident that they're going to give a different experience than what they've been accustomed to. Um, and the same thing with our spike specialists, which I told, well, I didn't tell you, but which is like the front desk riders, um, front desk team. Um, we just want to make sure that they are very well prepared to deal with every type of customer, because as, as kind as we are, there are customers who are assholes. There are customers who are incredible. Um, and no matter what we have to stay level-headed to treat everybody with the same respect. Yeah. I think that's what I was referencing, right? Like it was someone at the front desk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forget the exact context, but yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. Awesome. So I want to switch gears a bit. I want to talk about social media quickly um, because Mm -hmm. I think this is for me, like this question is for me because I think you're good at it (laughs) as an outsider. Um, How would you say like you use it to your advantage in general? And it's, was there a time, I guess, when like you kind of flipped a switch to be like, all right, I'm just going to share a lot more of my journey. So it's very interesting to hear you say that you think I'm good at it because I personally feel like I am terrible at it. I am a constant hoarder. I have so much to share and so many ideas that I just don't put out because there's this element of like privacy that I like to keep. And I was talking about this recently, but I think what happens is you have to realize like, do I want to have this privacy and what am I protecting or do I want to grow this brand and this business? And so I think what you see more of is like the sporadic moments where I get that inspiration of like, I'm trying to build something and and I need to get out of my own way. Um, This year I want to be much more intentional about um, sharing the things that matter and being solutions oriented. So what I realized is I don't like to share the problem um, without the solution. So if I'm getting business advice, like I had a terrible time with my contractor. I don't want to just go on social media like my contractor freaking sucks. Like that, that to me is just you being in my business for no reason. Yeah. But the way that I can like justify sharing certain things is if I say like my contractor sucks. If you ever deal with this, you need to make sure you don't give them money up front. You need to yeah. make sure that the contract says, you know, like, so that providing value yeah you're providing correct Correct. i think that's where i before i'm like i don't want to just tell you like my husband and i argue like that just feels Mm -hmm. very personal and like 
none of your business. But if I say like, okay, we argued because I'm always on my phone because I'm posting on Instagram and then I'm on my laptop and it's like, here's how we switch time. You know, here's how I set boundaries. Then it's like, okay, this provides value. You're not just being in my business, but I'm actually using this moment to share with you how hopefully you can, you know, improve upon an area of your life. Yeah. And it's helpful for other people. Right. Right. I love that. Get out of your own way. I, I like that. That saying. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Um, an idea I've like come across a bunch is like the spotlight effect. Are you familiar with, with that term? No. So it's basically the idea that like you think people are thinking about you more than they are. So like, right. It's like this idea, like, oh, like, and I think with me, it manifests in like social media and like I'm, I'm improving and like starting to post more that kind of thing. But it's this idea that like you think all these people have like you in their minds when people are worried about themselves most of the time. So correct. getting out of your own way is, is awesome. I, uh, I love yeah. that. That's, I, that's so good because it's true. Like if we're in our heads about ourselves, most likely other people are in their heads about themselves. Like, and they're not thinking about us the way yeah. it's like when someone invites you to a party and you're like, Oh my God, if I don't go, they're going to be so like, and it's just like, calm down, tell them yeah. you can't make it. And like, yeah. Rich it's, like, it's like a self-importance. It's like, yeah, yes. people don't, if you think about it objectively, like you're not thinking about other people, like that, that, that kind of helps too. It's like, yes, just yes. get over, get over yourself. <laughs> is, is yeah. the underlying <laughs> theme there. Um, Literally. Cool. So I do want to talk, as I mentioned, about music because okay. I love music. You love music. Um, love <laughs> we both love wellness and we both love Rick Ross and Jay-Z, among others. Um, so we, we kind of talked about it, but how big a role has music played in the journey and like your personal journey as well? Music is probably second to like my faith right which is crazy because they're so different like faith is like saying all those good things and then the music that I listen to is like (laughs) trap like (laughs) hustling like um but the thing about music is it puts me in a mindset of like grit and grind and going to get it and that's how I the other day I posted like, I love that I'm rough around the edges. And it's so true because most women that I see don't really even enjoy the music that I listen to. Like, like you said, I'm listening to Rick Ross, you know, Jeezy, Jay-Z, like very hardcore, like rap music. Um, but it's the spirit of it that really resonates with me. Like the things that they're talking about coming from nothing to something, creating your own story, um, not allowing anyone to tell you no, believing that you're this fly, this big you know, on your own without, without somebody else having to pour that into you. I think those are all traits that I like to embody. And Mm -hmm. so when I listen to the music, it's like a sermon for me. It's like reinforcing the beliefs that I have, (laughs) which is crazy, but it's almost like, obviously I'm not, you know, a drug dealer or something like that, but I take it and I apply it to what I'm doing, which is like, providing the service and this wellness and like knowing and believing in myself, regardless of what anyone else thinks, knowing that I yep. can do it, you know, like having the, that, that hustler energy is what like keeps me motivated in life. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You've incorporated it into your, into your business. Yes. Yeah. Because when you're working out, have you ever worked out to like blaring 
Rick Ross versus like not no shade, but like Blair and Taylor Swift. Like it's two different energies that will yeah. come. And so even like Blair and Beyonce versus Blair and Jay-Z, like it's two different vibes that are created in the atmosphere. And I just happen to be more towards the like Jay-Z, like I can go get it. I can do it all kind of like mentality. A hundred percent. I could, yeah. not, could not agree more. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done a few classes like recently. So the way, like, I guess, I don't even know what you call it these days, but like the house kind of, it's like the remix hip hop mm-hmm. house. That's mm-hmm. like big, like the way that hits some people, it doesn't, doesn't do it for me. So I try to like do these classes. Like obviously there's like hip hop theme ones. Yeah. Like, um, which sounds like spiked is, is more along yeah. those lines most of the time, but it's just not as much for me. And I know it gets some yeah. people going, but I a hundred percent on board with you there. No, you will have, whenever you're in New York, you tell me I'll come with the class because I think you would like thoroughly enjoy the experience. So, I yeah. think so too. Yeah. I, I, let's get it on the calendar. Definitely. Okay. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot really quick. And okay. if you don't have one top of mind, but yep. what is your favorite lyric that you would apply to like your mindset or business? So you just kind of touched on generally, do you mm-hmm. have one in particular that comes to mind? Um, it would have to be hustle and motivate Nipsey hustle. Yes. Like that, that is the name of the song. I mean, it's the the hook of the song, but that is literally like my life in a, in two words or three words, hustling and motivating other people to like hustle in their own way. Everybody's hustle doesn't mean like starting a business. Um, but whatever that is, taking care of your kids, being your best self, finding mm-hmm. what makes you happy, like hustling and just motivating people to, to do the same is literally that that would be it. That's a good answer. I Which I'm shocked that it's not Jay-Z, but <laughs> I mean, catalog, of course, but yeah, that's right, a great, right. that's a great right. song. Yeah. I love that song. Cool. <laughs> Good answer. You nailed it. Cool. So again, sidebar, um, and this is just kind of like a personal thing. So you had a quote on your Instagram, like a while back when I knew we were kind of aligned on, on the music thing. Um, a Jay-Z quote. Do you remember what it was? No, I, I might be wrong actually, but I think I'm right. I'd rather die enormous than live dormant. Live dormant that's how we on it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So again, it's kind of a throwback, but I remember seeing that and being like, yeah. Yes. We're on the same page there. I love that yes. song. I love love that quote. So that's another see, okay. See, that's another one. Like, I mean, I could I could go on, but yes, that yeah. sentiment is exactly what I was referring to when I was talking about just like this belief in yourself and feeling it so deeply and you're like mm-hmm. to your core. Like when I say these things, I really believe them and I feel them so real like when I'm blasting you know (laughs) this song and these lyrics um I I'm they're resonating with me they're like on a spiritual (laughs) level um and so I I love Jay-Z I mean yeah he's the ultimate for me he's the goat yeah all right so we covered the music yeah I I really just wanted to to dive into that um so we're gonna switch gears a bit I want to talk about something that is some again something I am always looking to improve at, and that's like the idea of asking for help, whether it be like fundraising or asking my friends to like post, even like you know post this or like um, 
could be the littlest thing, but it's something that doesn't come naturally to me and I'm trying to get better at it. Whether like friends or professional, is it something that you feel like you've gotten better at and how do you kind of approach it? I would Obviously say different I've, circumstances, but. I would say I've gotten better, but it definitely does not come naturally to me at all. Like, and when I say not at all, I mean, like even asking my husband for something, which is ridiculous because we're married and he vowed to like do whatever I ask. <laughs> but someone said something to me before and I always think of it through this lens, like on the flip side, I am the person you can ask for anything. Like you could literally then text me and be like, Brie, will you do this? And I'm 99% unless it's like something harmful to myself for you. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. for the most mm-hmm. part, I will say yes. And they told me like, you take the value out of other people being able to like honor themselves in that way. In the same way that I love to honor myself by doing something helpful for others. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I not want to give other people that opportunity to do something, you know, to help me or, or vice versa. And so that's the way that I've started to think about it. Obviously, you know, there are people who just still won't and that's okay. But I always think through the lens of like, Brianna, you're willing to do most anything for most anyone. Why mm-hmm. would you think that somebody wouldn't want to do something for you? And so I try to kind of level set in that way of like, the worst they can tell me is no. Yeah. And if they tell me no, then I'm in the same place that I was before I asked them. So you don't know, you don't know if you don't ask. Right? Exactly. It's like yep. nothing changed. I, I was already at a no before I asked anyway. So <laughs> it's not like I lost anything. Um, and actually what I've come to find is most people say yes. Like it's honestly, I think you really do get a return on what you give. And so people always ask me like, how do you do this? And how do you do it? You know, how does this work out for you? And like, they think that I have this special ingredient and I really Mm -hmm. don't. I think I'm living what I project, whatever you see and whatever you think is true about me. It is like, I don't just like when you hit me up and you're like, this might be a long shot. I'm like, nothing is a long shot. I'm like, you know me, you, I might not be able to do it tomorrow, but like, I can do it, you know? And like, that's the way that I try to live. And so I think it just gets, it comes back. I, I really yeah. believe like what you give out comes back to you. Yeah. I think like giving people the benefit of the doubt, like not, not expecting. I know. I think exactly. That's like, yeah. And like <laughs> in sales too, like the way you're, the way you just said that, like, that's like a, you should like teach sales classes. Cause like, you don't know if you don't ask and like you getting an answer is, is a win a lot of times. So even if they yep. say no, it's like, yep. You're in a better place than you were before. So exactly. That's awesome. Um, okay. Just a couple more. I know you got to jump in a bit, but um, just a general question. And this is kind of overarching kind of big picture, but what is the best part of running a business, your business? For you? The best part of running my business and putting you from on the a spot. business perspective is I love how much I learn. Um, and how, how can I articulate it? The best part is stepping into like the fullness of me. 
I've always had a lot of big goals and dreams and aspirations and yada, yada, yada. But like running my business forces me to lean into the, like all of those. They, they, it forces me to negotiate. It forces me to read and get smarter. It forces me to have difficult conversations. It forces me to be confident in what I'm saying and who I'm speaking to and how I'm, um, you know, articulating and thoughtful about the words that I'm using, which it's very useful because it translates into the other parts of my life as a wife, as a mom, as a friend. Um, and that is the part of business that I love. Yeah. As well as like on the, on a more like feeling side, I love being able to see that what I set out to do in this mission of helping others is coming to fruition. Like there's nothing more rewarding than having a team of people who believe in this mission and then seeing how that translates to our clients. Mm-hmm. I think that's my answer, actually. <laughs> you just stole my answer. No, I, just generally speaking, like I said this the other day to someone, like the last two years I've fulfilled more skill sets and learned more than I had in, in previous however many. Like yes. It's yes. every every aspect that you have to incorporate, have to figure shit out that yes, you might have just been able to like pass on before that. It's like, no, you're the one who has to figure this out. Like nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to, you know, you can't expect things from people. You just kind of have to figure it out. Yeah. Cause in corporate, I feel like there were times I could like skate, you know, like there were things I could know really well, don't know this really well. And this, you have to level up. Like you have, someone will pull your card and you don't ever want to be that person that can't respond about your business. Like, Obviously, I have an accountant. I have an attorney. Like, I have people who are experts in their field, but I can still speak to each of those things at some level. Like, you can't just come in here and say, like, sign this document, and I don't know at least an overview of what it is. And and same thing um, on the financial side. Like, things I don't know, I ask a lot of questions, and I'm like, wait, what is <laughs> what does this mean? Like, what? How does this balance sheet work? Why am I <laughs> like all of these things um, have to make sense? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a kind of, and this is another question I actually asked last time about like this idea of like specialists, like thinking you need more specialists than maybe you do need, like, I can't do this. Like, this isn't my specialty. When you really start to like dig in and start to do it, you're like, okay, I can definitely do this. And the (laughs) the person I've asked to, to help me with this is doesn't necessarily know more than me or what they're doing a lot of times so uh it's it's a balance of like you said it but not me yeah yeah I mean that's definitely something that I I, I'm constantly thinking like don't assume that people know more than or know what you think they know I think is is, is what it is yes but at the same time you can't spread yourself too thin so it's kind of like a balancing act of what, what am I able to do and what do I need to kind of pass along? Or what, I guess, what do you want to do as well? That's the thing. And like, what are you innately good at? And then what are, what do you know that you need to work on? So before I like hire anyone, even in parts of the business that are not my specialty, like the accounting or the legal, or even just like um, operational things that that's not like my best skill set. I need to know enough about it so that I can speak to, their success and know that they're actually doing what I need. Because to your point, especially right now, I feel like with everyone wanting to be an entrepreneur and everyone like starting these businesses, there are a lot of people who I have frankly, you know, gotten been got or like 
whatever you want to call it. Like they got me um, because I've dished out a lot of money and then they did not deliver on what they should have. And that's where like, I feel like having a corporate background is super beneficial because sometimes when I lead with, oh, you know, I'm being so nice and I want to give you a chance. I get burned. And so now I put on the same hat that I would have if I'm working with like Apple or Google, like I was, I had to be on top of it and assertive. And it's like coming from a woman, a petite woman, you know, like I look young, people think that they can get over a lot. And so it forces you to just say like, I'm not going to take this. And my husband is constantly reminding me like, don't be emotional. Don't take it so emotionally. Like, I think that's the hardest part is like, you know, taking something personally and like, they just, and it's like, leave that on, leave that at the door and handle your business. And so that's what I kind of try to keep reminding myself. Yeah. And you have to get burned a couple of times to kind of realize that, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting point about people wanting to start new businesses and the pandemic and stuff. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of contract work out there that like, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You could definitely get caught up in. There's a lot mm-hmm. of technology that you could get caught up in, like thinking that you need. So I think it's getting burned a couple of times and kind of realizing, all right, <laughs> what am I able to do? And let's keep this. And looking at possible. the bottom line and saying, like, do I need to outsource this or is this money better spent here? You know, like that's when it goes back to understanding. Oh, I'm like, I have a cold and this congestion. Um but that's when it goes back to understanding your business and like, what do you actually need? Like, do I really need to pay someone, you know, a thousand dollars a week to post on social media or can I just bite the bullet? I hate doing it, but like, just do it because we don't need to spend $4,000 a month on someone posting on social media right now. You know, like, of course I want to get to a place where I can easily say like, Oh yeah. $5,000 a month is nothing to us. But right now, $5,000 a month is a lot. Like we're trying to expand multiple studios. That's, that's ridiculous. Like I, I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. Thank you though. (laughs) You know, like, thank you for the proposal. We are going to pass. Um, and so I think it's really understanding your business. And those are the moments where it's a little annoying because you do have to take on other things. But, um, I think when you manage the cost and the reward, you can, you can value like what makes the most sense. Yeah. And then you know what that role is or what that job exactly. is when you are able to hire that person, you know, exactly. what you're looking for. Yeah. And then when I hire them, I'm like, actually you're doing terrible. You know, like, I yeah. don't know, like we should be getting more likes or more engagement or the caption yeah. needs to change, whatever it is. And so again, it all helps. I think you as a founder um, to know as much, uh, as much, as you can in these early phases of growing your business, because there will come a day where you're like, I have no, I don't even know the Instagram password. Like I don't even know the TikTok password. Um, And I look forward to that day. But in the meantime, I'm like, I'll make the TikTok videos. I'll do whatever we need to do to to get it done. Yeah. I look forward to that day too. (laughs) When that day comes, I'll be like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Done. Yeah. Cool. All right. A couple more questions. So I'm going to put you on the spot again really quick. Uh, This is a question that I like to make like a recurring question. Again, only had a couple episodes, but it's going to be a recurring question as we get more. Um, What would you say your best skill is? Mm -hmm. Like the the thing that's attributed most to whatever success you've had. I'm a strategist. 
very strategic. Um, I think that came from my corporate background. Um, I have to thank my very annoying clients, <laughs> um, but like forcing me to be in the weeds of really understanding why things are happening the way they are and what is the outcome that we want um, is definitely where I thrive. I can sit with you and we can talk about favor and I can be like, okay, this is the strategy that you like, this is how we should think about it. It just, it comes very naturally to me. Um, and, and it's something that I try to outsource. Like I was like, I can't do it for spikes. Like, I don't know. I get into a rut and I just, and the more that I like outsource, I was like, no, they don't get it. And so yeah. leaning into that has definitely helped. And, and like, it's something that I've mo- very recently started to lean into for the past few years I've been trying my best to like put it on others and it's like Brianna this is what you are a beast that like you need to own it and just kind of do it so yeah that's that for me is definitely my best awesome yeah Yeah. and nobody's gonna know your vision like you so yes might as might as well be you doing it especially if you have that skill set it's just the pressure when it's your own thing um I feel like I can't get out of my own way um Mm -hmm. because i'm just like so critical of everything and and i'm like okay if this was google if this was amazon t-mobile all these brands you work like how would you do it and so that's how i kind of take a step back and just do the process and your experience has helped you with that obviously Yeah, yeah tremendously all right last question if there is one mantra or like quote that you would live by or that you would have to get tattooed on your body is how I like to phrase this because the tattoo is a bit more permanent. Do you have one in particular that comes to mind? Like the, Insult the standard. Good. It will be tattooed on my body. I want that as a tattoo. I want like my whole family to get a tattoo. <laughs> I want my husband. Like it's something that when we, when we created the phrase in, in my living room and crown, awesome phrase. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> It means so much and it means so many things to everyone who hears it. And that's my favorite part about it. Like we didn't, we had no idea when we said it, what it would turn into. Um, But it means everything to me. Like it is a guiding mantra for my life. Like whatever they tell me I could do, which goes back to rap, right? Like if you, if you hear that phrase and you think about the way that you just have to kind of give two fingers to like everything that tries to limit you. That's what it is. It's like, there is no standard other than the one that I want to set for myself. And I can change that standard. I can raise that standard. I can always just create my own destiny. Um, is so essential. I think, especially when you're a founder. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> I, that's an amazing saying. Yeah. yeah. The fact that you came up with that. Um, I also, I was going to ask again about the name spiked as well, because you crushed that and you crushed that, that mantra. So was that, where did the name spike come from? That was just another question that I had skipped Spiked over. It is but. like, I knew that we wanted to be like the added flavor. Yeah. So when you think of that, it's kind of like a, a play on like spiked punch. It's something that you don't expect, but could be really good for you or like really yeah, yeah. good experience. Um, and that's kind of how I wanted. So I wanted us to be the brand in the industry. That's like, oh shit, I didn't expect that to be there. Or like, you know, like it's, it's been the same punch 
the same punch at every party all the time and then boom like we just drop in and then you 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 drink it and you're like oh shit like I didn't know that was there and like that is what was important to me um when thinking about the name so it's like spiked spin um and spiked spin and wellness as we're trying to like not trying as we are expanding beyond cycling which is very important because we're spiking wellness as well it's like no longer do you have to to our earlier conversation be this one thing. There's so many ways to live and be well, and we want to put an emphasis on that. Amazing. Amazing. That's awesome. Well, ben, this is not bad, right? This is not bad. No, okay. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, we okay, could keep good. going. We could keep going. Um, I do want to wrap up, but I did actually have a quote that I read somewhere. I forget exactly where from you, but it's on the idea of wellness. And I'd love to hear you talk about expanding from... Mm-hmm from just spin, but, um, it's a longer quote and I'm not probably not going to read the whole thing, but wellness to me literally just means wholeness. And that doesn't mean fitness or how you eat. It's everything. Mm -hmm. This is kind of the direction you're going as you're expanding Mm -hmm. from, from Mm -hmm. just spin. Do you Mm want to talk about that a bit more? Yeah. So like wellness is a word that's thrown around a ton. And I think people still try to create these silos around it. And when I think of being well, I think of being whole. And so that's mentally, physically, um, relationally, financially. I think all of those things work in tandem to create a whole person. And I don't want to ever, you know, misspeak and make people think like, if you work out every day, then everything's okay. Or if you go to a therapist and everything's okay, if you use a budget, you need to use all of these things to kind of create balance and harmony. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, that is something that is so important to me, especially when I think about the state of the world that we're in. It's like everybody's being bombarded with so much that we need to reset and constantly remind ourselves of like, I am a whole being. All of these things are working together for me. And I want people to live well like yeah. that, that, and I want people to live whole. And so that's kind of why the expansion is happening because I never intended for us to only be a spin company. It was just what I loved. And so it was a very easy entry point for me because I knew it. I loved it. And I could, I could convey the experience. Um, but now we're bigger, we're growing. There's, there's mm-hmm. more opportunity and I want to capitalize on that. Amazing. I'm looking forward to that. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> that's a great, I think that's a great place to, um, to wrap it, but yes. thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's great to see you. Great to catch up. We'll have to yes, do it again soon. I'm very excited. I'm so proud of you. I'm happy that you're doing your thing with favor. Um, and I wish you nothing but like enormity, just be as big as you can. Like, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. I'm a huge fan. I'm going to come. Next time I'm in, yes. I'm, I'm going to hit you up for sure. Um, happy to see you winning. Going to keep following you, keep enjoying your journey, and uh, yes. we'll see you soon. If you have your yes. shot, I guess we could do a little shot to um, to wrap it up. Let's do it. There you go. You got your. That's going to be your favorite. I feel like my turn. <laughs> I got to make sure it doesn't. Um, all right, let's go. So we'll cheers it, and then we'll say bye. Here we go. Thank you, Brie. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
plants now, I'm finna branch out, grow up quick, but never let go of this here. I put all of that in my rear. Blues and papers, blowing vapors, sweating traders. Long hair killer in my villa, bitch, I made it. Used to play to play, now I think we made it now. She wanna lay me down, I'ma need you to hold me all the way down. Hold it down for me, you say you down for me. Say you, you say you, hold it all the way down. Hold it down for me, hold it down for me. Say you, say you, hold it all the way down. Say you down for me.